Welcome to episode 35 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron in snowy New Haven, Connecticut. Across the table for me in, I'm sure not snowy, Dallas, Texas. Benny, Benny, how was your week, buddy? Uh, week was great, pal. Um, you know, um, it is it is sunny and it, it's it's a it's it's a fair a moderate temperature probably around like uh, you know sixty degrees, um, not like you know overly hot. You know, nice nice fall weather, I guess you could say. Um. Um, how how has the city changed in terms of uh, COVID restrictions since you left? Um, well, I haven't even gone into the city. I've been staying in uh, – I'm in Rockwall, kind of working around uh, the warehouse, if you will, um, my old stomping grounds. Uh, the uh, original – my office is now taken over, but my original uh, international <laughs> po podcasting headquarters is uh, is here. So, um, but uh, you know, it's I, I guess they had you know a tough a tough wow use your words a tough go. Um, like uh, Trevor's got basically plywood for every window of all of his stores. So like if Jeez. something happens, we can go like bolted up or whatever but uh you know he's uh preparing for some possible you know election day mayhem um we're not a political podcast so political we won't podcast. talk but uh you know man just it was definitely cool to get back and kind of you know they've they've done some awesome awesome things and like in terms of like business wise since since i was gone so uh you know it's always, you know how it is. Like, it's always fun to, you know, get back and, or, or wherever you are, you know, in life. But meaning, like, I, I, I worked here for two years, you know, spent a lot of time. So, um, it was, it's definitely fun to be back, but it's also like, you know, it's also, I'm also appreciative of, uh, you know, all the shit I got to do. And I'm, don't, don't you worry, I'm not going to be here long. Um, of course not. but, but, uh, yeah, doing some shit for a little bit and, uh, shit, man, you know how it is. What's, uh, what's, what's Aaron, what's up with Aaron? How's Aaron doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, we can, we could talk about this now that it's, it's past, but, uh, last week when we were doing the pod, you know, I told you I was having some some kind of heart issues. Um, wasn't a hundred percent sure what it was, but late, late last week, I started to have like chest pains and, um, you know, they were very uh, mild and, you know, but they persisted for a while. So I was a little nervous. And then Friday night at like 4am or I guess Saturday morning at 4am, I woke up and thought I was having like a heart attack. I was having this like throbbing pain in my chest and I was like super concerned about it. And I took took a couple baby aspirin and ended up falling back asleep about an hour later and, and was fine after that. So, um, after that, you know, going into this week, I, I tried to keep it as low or I guess manage my stress level. Cause I think it was, it was somehow stress or anxiety induced. Um, so I tried to kind of manage my stress level this week, which is never easy. The last week of the month in October, cause October is our, uh, second 
largest sales month of the year. So there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stuff going into the last week of the month, but, uh, you know, the month finished good, wrote about 60 grand worth of business this week. Uh, you know, beat last year tickers felt fine all week. So, uh, yeah, man, everything's good. Like I said, it snowed here this morning, which was, uh, you know, kind of weird, but unlike the rest of the state down here, it's, it's definitely warmer. Uh, so it didn't, none of it stuck and now the sun's out and it's nice. Um, but you know, Benny, I was thinking about you the other day. I was listening to, uh, uh, Kanye West on Joe Rogan's podcast and, Talking to you reminds me a lot of Joe Rogan talking to Kanye West. Now, I will say this. You are not as, first of all, rich. Secondly, you're not as um, self-aggrandizing and like toot your own horn the way he is. But you guys are very similar in the sense that your your minds just bounce from idea to idea and topic to topic. And you deconstruct things. And the way you talk, you jump all over Wait, the Wait, are we talking about Rogan or Kanye? Kanye. Oh, I was going to say, because if we're talking about Rogan, I'm like, fuck, I'm bald as shit, too. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yeezy. Um, yeah, you, you reminded me of him because he was just, he was all over the place during the, during the, I think it was a three-hour podcast. I think Joe Rogan talked for about 15 minutes of it and kind of just rambled for the other two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, I, th- I guess my, my thing is, like, sometimes, like, I have even a lot more to say. Um, uh, meaning I could get even more rambly. Um, dude, I was just thinking the other day though, about like how I ran, you know, how, like some of my rambles from like last episode, when I listen to, like, when I re-listen to the episode, dude, there is so much, like, there's so many times I'm like, fuck, you should have said that or, or, you know, whatever you could, you know. it's we've talked about this before and uh i think that's actually my um you say there's a level of and i say i think my thing is we've talked about this before (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah uh you know just like it's so funny to like listen listen back and then like oh shit i should have talked about that um um yeah, so it's it's like annoying. I actually have a correction from last week. Wim Hof is from the Netherlands. He's Dutch, not Danish. I said he was from Denmark. I went and looked him up after the episode, and he's from the Netherlands. Um, uh, dude, he's an ice guy. So as far as I'm concerned, the like, ice, the you're ice fucking man. bang on. Uh, I don't like both. I don't those know. The ne- I don't know if the cold. Netherlands. Yeah, is yeah, that no, cold though? No, I actually have a buddy from the Netherlands, um, Mike Dahlheisen, a hockey guy. Uh, and I think it's, like, pretty relatively, like, nice. Like, they have nice summers, and I would call it very New Englandish, maybe. Seems like a very beautiful, accepting country that doesn't tear itself apart over political differences. But, again, not a political podcast, even even five days ahead of the uh, the election here and the impending uh, chaos, no matter basically which way it goes. Um, God, that's fucking crazy. I can't believe that's four days away. Oof, man. Dude, we're on, uh, what are we on? Like day 280 of flatten the curve. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) should, uh, should be over in uh, about a week or so. I reckon. (laughs) 
We're, dude, we're going backwards here. They just rolled rolled New Haven back to phase two, so back to 50% capacity inside, and no one's sitting at bars. And, and I just uh, – uh, I read something about Connecticut, uh, how the governor, I guess, wants to, like, punish uh, r- bar owners who have been – yeah, running yeah. as restaurants, yep. even you know, with like a minimal snack food menu or something. What's the deal? Yep. Hit me with it. Yeah, so he is looking to basically send uh, and enforce uh, the COVID restrictions by, you know. Okay, so let's let's like get into this a little bit, right? So you can get as a bar, you can get a wine and liquor permit, or I'm sorry, you can get a, a you have to get a full liquor permit to operate as a bar. You don't have to serve food. There's no regulation saying that you have to serve food. But when COVID started, the regulation became you couldn't open and serve alcohol unless you were serving food too. So some of these places that never really had like, you know, any kind of service for food, you know, got creative and were like, all right, well, let's do small bites. Let's do, you know, whatever, French fries and popcorn and fucking bar nuts and whatever, just so we can get people in the door to keep the lights on, right? And so now... Governor Lamont, who is, you know, I'll just keep it to myself, save the the political nature of it. But he is now trying to punish these bars for doing exactly that, which, you know, I understand you're trying to live within guidelines and, 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 and flatten the curve, as you said, which has been going great for the last seven months. Um, But at the end of the day, you can't fucking like, how can you force somebody who's put, you know, I'll give you, for instance, the bar that I bartend at, the guy who owns it with his ex-wife, you know, they've owned it for 13 years, you know? So granted we serve food, but if we didn't, you know, you're going to tell this guy he's got to close the same, the singular focus of his life for the last 13 years, he's got to close up because, you know, he didn't used to serve food beforehand. Like, give me a fucking break, man. Like, these people are just trying to eke out a living. There's been no second stimulus check. There's been nothing in the way of, you know, trying to help the American people. Like, you know, newsflash America, the politicians don't give a fuck about you. If they did, they would actually be trying to help you as opposed to enforcing more lockdowns and get themselves elected and or reelected. But apparently that is too difficult for people to process. Uh, so, you know, it just, it feels like we're moving backwards is really what it is. You know, things were, we're going along positively for a little while and now we're going backwards. You think there's going to be mayhem during the election? Not that we're talking, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, I'm like, well, this is objective. This has got nothing yeah. to do with, with, you know, picking a side. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see a way where either side wins and it just is, you know, you know, ass slaps and handshakes and everybody wins and, you know, one side goes on and is happy and there's no, you know, not even repercussions or response from the other side, but, you know, no unrest from the other side. Yeah, man. I mean, I think they're, you know, I don't think it'll be everywhere. Maybe in some of the major cities, maybe in some of the red states, you'll see more of it, but, or the blue states, depending on which side wins, obviously. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that helps anybody though. You know, like, I think, I think if we, if anything, as Americans, we've learned that like, or we should have learned by now that like this, like polarization and like divide and conquer and, and separate the people and drive a wedge between them. Like it's not helping and nothing has gotten solved. Nothing has gotten fixed. 
you know, Black Lives Matter didn't fix anything. All Lives Matter didn't fix anything. Antifa hasn't fixed anything. None of these political groups that people are aligning themselves with and, and diving into their ideologies have fixed anything. Nothing has changed. What's changed since all this stuff has started? You know, if you want to say the conversation's being had more, I disagree with you. I don't think the conversation's being had more. I think it's driven people to further polar opposite ends of the spectrum in their beliefs, and that's where they stay. And I don't think anybody has actually changed anything. But, you know, people want to feel good about their Instagram story posts and think that they've done something. So be it. It's self gratif It's instant self-gratification. But I, I don't... I don't know, maybe, maybe you're, you have a different opinion on it, but I've not seen much that's changed at all from either side that's been trying to change things. I guess my thought is just like, you know, like, it, you know, I, once again, I started going through on Facebook and you can like unfollow people, but not like, like meaning like you don't have to see what they write, you know? Yeah, you know? basically like like mute, you can mute them. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, you know, we're, we live in like a, this world of like, you know, uh, keyboard warriors, you know, and it's just like, no one wants to like, there's no like drive or anything in like for anybody. Um, like the motivate, like the motivation <laughs> levels, like are just like you know, it, like meaning in terms of like, you know, fixing stuff. And it's like, you know, it's, everything is like, so me, 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 which, you know, I'm not saying that I feel like, you know, what I do, like, just like stick to myself and not, you know, really kind of get involved in anything is also selfish. You know what I mean? Because sure. like, it's not being like, you know, proactive in any way, but if anything, it's just taking one less person out of the mix of, of solving the unsolvable. Um, there's too many people, like too many people with too many opinions to, you know what I mean? If, if we're truly like no one person is better than the other, then how does someone become put in power? You know what I mean? I that's an excellent question, Benjamin. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's what you said something there that that I wanted to kind of touch on. And you know, weeks ago when the whole when the whole George Floyd thing happened, and you know, we spoke on it a little bit, and you know, I don't I don't know that we did that great a job, but you know, like we said, I don't. I thought we felt pressure to do it, and I didn't think that it was necessarily our you know our battle because. I think, you know, something I said in that episode, because uh, we've talked about this before, steal a page from your book, um, was that I think the the key to solving racism is generational, right? It's if each one of us raises our kids the proper way that, that nobody, no one person is above each other and they raise their kids that way and on down the line, you slowly weed out racism and racist ideologies. That's how you do it. Because and this is not me trying to, to, you know, poke the bear that is Black Lives Matter or anything like that, but I've yet to see anything that they've done that has created any kind of change. Now, granted, I live, you know, you and I have said this before as well, you know, we're very privileged in the sense that 
you know, you're on this vagabond lifestyle all over the country and I live in an extremely liberal city. Um, so it's maybe not as noticeable here as, as it may be in other places, but I've not seen anything in the news that either that makes it seem like there's been big changes, but you know, mainstream media likes to focus on negativity. So if there was big changes, who knew, who knows if you'd even really hear about it. Um, but no, Ben, I don't, you know, I, I think sure there's a level, damn it. Ah, it's okay. It's 17 I, I mean, I, minutes in before I fucking, before I slipped up. Um, but I think, um, I think you're, I think you're a decent person. I'm like trying to dance around saying it. I think you're a decent person. And like, I've seen the way you treat people and I've never seen you like outwardly treat somebody disrespectfully because of, you know, their race, the color of their skin, their sexuality or anything like that. So, you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is worry about yourself. And if you're being a decent person to people, Hey man, that's half the battle right there, you know, cause you do have to worry about yourself. And then at the same time, if you just are decent towards other people, you know, you're doing your part. Yeah. Um, shit, dude. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. There, there's definitely, you know, there, you know, like we, we've talked about before, which I just said what I was trying not to say. Um, this is going to be uh, a whole episode of us yeah. calling ourselves out for that. Um, like, we were just kind of like, you know, whatever, talking about like solving the unsolvable and, and like, right. you know, all that. And it's like, um, truly deep down like are what civil have there been like civilizations that have like been written about historically that were uh like what what would that what would that style of like civil civilization be called where just like everybody was equal uh communism or socialism seriously i mean that that right, the, okay the, 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 the communist but, but and socialist ideologies yeah, I mean, the communist and socialist ideologies are that everybody is equal, gets treated equal, and gets equal benefits. And listen, I don't, I, I think on paper, socialism is a great but idea. See, I just don't think yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, no, because I, like, then again, like, as you explain that, like, that, you know, I'm completely against that because I am, you know, I want everybody to, like, meaning everyone, everyone's treated equal but if you want to go above and beyond in your own way it's like you know there's no one stopping you you know it's well like and so and that's that's like the interesting thing not to cut you off but that's the interesting thing about communism is that like all right so you and i we work in the same place we do the same job we get paid the same wages we go home to the same house we eat the same food right that's communism it's all everything's the same but what happens if you you are a really hard worker and you work really hard and you do your job and you take pride in your work. And I basically just go in, show up, cash a paycheck and leave, you know, like, so like, that's the problem with communism is it views everybody in the same light. And in reality, like, you know, if you work harder than me, you should be rewarded as such, but it doesn't view you that way. So there's no incentive for you to actually do anything more than what is status quo. And obviously the problem with communism also becomes is that the majority of communist countries over the years have been ruled by dictators that are paranoid, like Joseph Stalin, who, you know, kills 15 million of his own people. Like 
yeah, that's going to be a problem too. Um, that's more probably the problem with communism, uh, than the incentivized work or the non-incentivized work thing. But, um, yes, to answer in a long-winded way to answer your question. So most like businesses, like, you know, call it like a, um, grocery store where, you know, it's like, it's probably like a lot of very equal pay, um, for, for, you know, whatever, call it like job specifically, but like there's very, there's a lot of communist aspects about business in America, if that's the case. Um, meaning like that's, I feel like what you just said, like in terms of someone working real hard and then, you know, someone just punching the clock, it's like, you see that everywhere. Well, that's the federal protection of minimum wage. Okay. There you go. I mean, think about it. So like there's, and, and I'm, I'm not necessarily for $15 an hour minimum wage, you know, federal minimum wage. I, I, I know that people out there think that there is no repercussions for raising the minimum wage that much, but it doesn't take a, an MBA to understand what would happen economically if you were to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's undeniable that it would be overall bad for Americans, especially anybody who makes more than let $15 me, an hour. Let me, let me ask you this then. Does that, open up the argument to to basically like further like the evidence for inflation it's like seven bucks an hour minimum wage you know used to work you know if uh you know bread wasn't seven bucks a loaf you know what i mean or whatever it's like you know they there's like that image of like you know what a shopping cart you know in in 1990 what you could get for like 20 bucks and it like showed how full the shopping cart is and in 2010 it was like 20 bucks half of that and then like 2020 it's like you can get like you know three things at the grocery store for 20 bucks so it's like i mean can at this point it's like obviously whoever's printing the money it's like this really truly is just the massive bubble that will have to pop because like it's just not feasible you know to like even live like on those like on that like small of an income and i guess that's where i guess that's you know what I mean? I guess that's where we are in terms of like the food, you know what I mean? It's like the shittiest, crappiest food is the cheapest, obviously. And it's yeah. like, there you have it. Um, yeah, we, I mean, it truly is. Uh, I don't know why, like, I'm kind of like just thinking about this stuff right now. Um, but shit, dude, tough, well, America's tough, tough spot to be. No, no doubt about it. I mean, in, I, in- I, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I just saw something the other day. It was like the United States is basically just a third world country with iPhones. <laughs> I mean, you could you could definitely make that argument, you know, you, especially when you look at the way dude, the way some people live in this country. You know, it's 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 easy for me to you for me and you to 
almost ignore it in a sense because you know we grew up in Connecticut and you know even being poor in Connecticut is still you know way higher than you know places in the deep south and stuff but the way some of these people live in in this country and you know torn up trailer parks and shit like that i mean it is it's deplorable in a sense and i understand why people get mad that there's so many billionaires and that they continue to get richer and and all that stuff i i really really do get it but it goes back to the argument of you know or the discussion of are you just a product of your environment you know like do you have the the wherewithal and the capability to get out of your environment and there's a lot of people who don't you know the 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 dude who grows up in a small town in the deep south and you know marries a girl he went to high school with and you know they have three kids and you know they live in the same town they grew up with and 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 I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that but like you know do you have the wherewithal to break out of it and a lot of people don't i think it's it, there's some crazy statistic about the percentage of people that live within 40 miles of their hometown like their entire lives and like i mean shit even me, i'm you know technically 40 i'm f- almost exactly 40 miles from manchester where i am right now um so you know i don't know man it's it's it, but here's the flip side of it i don't think raising minimum wage to $15 and giving universal health care and implementing more social programs makes it better for anybody. And that's just my opinion. And, you know, for a fucking podcast where we said nine times in the beginning, we're not a political podcast. This, this episode has turned, you know, political, but, um, you know, I just don't know that that benefits anybody, but I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. That That's the thing. I, I don't know that we, I mean, I don't know that we could, that we even could come up with a solution because I feel like at this point, it's like, wouldn't the solution have been like come up with, you know, it's like, you know, there's no, I mean, how many, how many minds would it take to like truly come up with a solution other than we have the solution. Don't be a douche. You know, it's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta start somewhere. And I, I mean, dude, it's like, um, I don't know. Cause I don't really know too many like people at all. I mean, I don't really know anybody that's like racist. Right. So where is it? Where is the hate coming from? You know what I mean? Who are, who are the people that, you know, hate so much that like, you know, there's full blown chaos where we're supposed to be living as, you know, civilized humans and where our you know kids are supposed to be going to schools and you know growing up and it's like nobody thinks about that it's like yeah you know what what are we doing to our to the future you know yeah it's funny you it's funny you actually say that because like you think about our childhood it was so 
simple, man. <laughs> like being a kid for us was Dude. so fucking simple. It was yo-yos, tech decks, Pokemon cards. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like as you get older, you can name the trend, and then all of a sudden, one day, something just happened. Maybe the internet. Um, or well, that's or that's that's what I was the, gonna say. The the iPhone. You know, yeah, like- so the iPhone came out when you and I were seniors in high school. Um, you know, but, it, but it, it, you know, I look at my childhood and I think back, like, you know, what it was like. And I would get home from school. I'd do my homework real quick. And then we used to have, we had a, um, a list of all the people that lived in the neighborhood, their phone number, their address. And then if they had kids, it had the kid's name on it. And it was like just something that got circulated every year. And so... I'd go to the list, I'd call, you know, I'd call my next door neighbor who I almost just said his phone number out loud because I still fucking remember it. Like that's how often I called. I called my buddy who lived on the other side of the neighborhood and we'd all get together, dude. And we'd play, you know, home run derby in the street. We'd play football in the yard across from us at the Lions' house. You know, we would just fuck around all, you know, until it got dark and then we'd go home. And like, that was our childhood. Nowadays, if you're a kid, dude, Think about the amount of information these fucking kids are inundated with in every day. And it's like, you know, am I a racist? You know, what makes people racist? And like, they're processing and having to think about things like that. It's like, you and I never thought about that. And if, if a black kid, a Hispanic kid, an Asian kid, you know, that was with one of the friends or was my friend and would come and show up, like, nobody treated them any different. Just fucking played. Like, it was, it, you didn't even have to fucking think about it when we were kids. Dude, you're totally right, man. Like, totally right. And uh, it's so funny. It really, it really is. It's like almost. Um, it's like what when you're forced, you know, to to just like maybe just be. You know what I mean? Because like, look at it. It's like there you had your list, your list of whatever twenty numbers. That was what your you know what I mean? That was what your, I guess the like, whatever those twenty numbers had to offer to offer you was like the knowledge you were getting. Yeah. Now you you had you can go look at any single person. You know what I mean? A twelve year old could look at Twitter, could be on Twitter, look at any any single human's, you know, tweets, and they could be terrible. You know, you know like horrible influence and like, wow. Okay. So now they have access to like that. And it's just like, so that maybe that, that is the answer for us. Like in terms of, I guess unplug is the answer. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's funny. We had the episode about uh, the social dilemma a couple, couple weeks ago. And I, um, I just happened to, uh, notice today, Joe Rogan, speaking of Joe Rogan again, he interviewed, uh, Tristan Harris, which was like the guy who, like the main guy from the social dilemma. And, uh, it was just for anybody listening who watched the social dilemma and, you know, or listen to our podcast, go listen to this episode with Joe Rogan. Cause it's even scarier than the social dilemma was. Cause he really kind of delves into a lot of this information that they didn't really quite touch on in the social dilemma. It's fucking terrifying. Um, but Ben, I mean, we as a society are long past. Okay, my brain is just jumping from thought to idea or idea to idea here. But months ago, I was explaining to my neighbor across the hallway 
how uh, he was asking me about um, bailouts that, you know, the government was doing back in the early days of COVID when they were helping the airline industry and Ford and GM and all that shit. And I said to him, I said, the problem with our economy is it's a runaway freight train. There's no stopping it at this point. It's a runaway freight train headed towards a cliff. And if you try and stop it, you know, it's going over the cliff. And uh, all it takes is a couple of those tracks that get pulled out and the thing's going off the rails and we're fucked as evidenced by what almost happened in 2008. So um, now when you think about our society and our reliance on technology, it's the same analogy. There's no, there's no, you know, taking yourself offline, you know, it's, people do it in small doses, but there's no truly like cutting the cord. And, you know, one of the people I know who was always best at it, uh, you know, our friend, John Riley, who as an aside is coming home for Thanksgiving, by the way. So when you're up in town, you see Johnny Riley for the first time in God knows how long, but anyways. No, I uh, saw him. I, he, he, we hung out down in Texas. He was playing with his. Oh, uh, that's right. That's team right. That's last right. Summer. I forgot about that. Um, so, even John Riley, who was the best I ever knew at like disconnecting, because he would smash a phone and then just not have a phone for two months, and like that was just the way he was. Um, even he's got an iPhone now, and he's got Snapchat, and you know I bet you he's more disconnected than the average person. But even John's connected now. Like there, we're long past the point of like people disconnecting and shit. And like it's a real shame, man. It's a real shame. Because there is so much beauty in the world and so much beauty in conversation with other people. And, you know, part of the reason why we started this podcast, like, there is so much beauty to be found in just conversing with another person and getting their ideas. And, you know, we've gotten to a point where so much of that conversation happens behind a phone. And as coronavirus continues on, you know, we lose and lose that face-to-face interaction and that, like, joy of hugging somebody you care about you know and that fucking sucks that sucks yeah dude i think and i i feel like there's gotta be i mean not even like i feel like i know like i mean there's something to all right let, let's follow back up let's like circle back in terms of like okay you're talking about you know the percentage of people that that don't even go 40 miles from home yeah well, I guess, it's well, like, I'm going to find out what that is to, to, you know, on a flip side, it's like, it's also said that, you know, there's a couple, you know, like, you know, being around your family, you know what I mean? If that's like technically the most important thing and in most other all cultures besides, you know, here in the United States, like you, you like, you stick around, like everyone lives together. They're all like under one house, the grandparents, the, the parents, the kids. And like, you know, you're like a team or whatever. And, uh, obviously I'm not doing that. I'm, you know, 1400 miles away from my family or whatever, but, um, that's kind of like how it, it works down here. The other thing I've heard is like a friend group is the most important thing to, um, your, your psyche and like your mentality. Like they say, if you have a good group of friends, you know, it doesn't have to be tons, you know, just a good quality group of friends. Like that is the, the key to like living a long life. Cause 
you know, there's something in terms of like family that, you know, there may be some bias, um, you know, some bias to you in terms of like, oh, you know, little Johnny is the best ever. Like he can do no wrong. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need, you need that person that's like, you know, Hey, you know, this isn't the way to do this or, or whatever. And, um, you know, obviously, so your family's important, but sometimes you don't get that, that, you know, little kick in the ass from, from your own personal family. But, um, so like that, you know, that being said though, it's like, there's, there's gotta be an element of like human to human interaction that is, you know, boosts like serotonin levels and, yep. and all this stuff. And like, like even you and I were talking like, um, since you brought it up, it's like, um, you were having your, like your little issue with, with your, with the ticker and you yep. know, the old, the old pacemaker. And, uh, I, I like jokingly said, like, cause like you were feeling, was it Friday that we had, no, we recorded that one Saturday on morning. Sa- Saturday morning. Yeah. And I think you were like feeling a little better and then that yep. day you kind of took it easy. And I like cracked a joke that next day, like, Oh, maybe all you needed was, uh, was, you know, the Sunday conversation to uh, <laughs> right, pull, right. pull, pull you yeah. out of your yeah. whatever. So, but even if, if that's, if that's, if there's truth behind that, it's like there, that goes to show you right there. It's like, even, you know, with the lack of human interaction, it just, you know, there is a way to in- interact you know, it's amazing, like, as shitty as the phones are, the fact that I can look at you, talk to you, right. see you, like, that's pretty sweet, you know, and that, totally. you know, <clears throat> and that's like, you're, t- you're talking about, like, the freight train, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's shitty, but on the flip side, it's like, allowed so many other things to kind of happen, it's like a double-edged sword. Yep. Um no, you're, dude, you're, you couldn't be more right. And actually, something you just touched on, I had brought it up months and months ago now, but at some point we are going to do a, a, a Sunday conversation about um, mental health, and we're going we're gonna to have my dad on for it because, um, you know, it's something that's important to, to, to my family especially. But I'm, I, am, I am glad that the stigma has changed where now I can talk about something like that and bring it up on here, and I don't feel that I'll – be judged unnecessarily for you know what I mean that I can tell you something like that and instead of you being like oh what a pussy you're like hey man like take care of yourself like go easy today like you know let me know if you need anything like like that really makes me feel that there is positive change coming in the future because like our generation is so much more accepting and willing to talk about that stuff than generations prior um but I was wrong it's the typical American lives only 18 miles away from their mother so 18 miles. Um, and then it shows the map of, you know, kind of how it's, uh, this, it was a New York times article from 2015, but, uh, the like Rocky mountain time zone, the average is 44 miles, the West coast, 26 miles, the Midwest, 25 miles where you are now is about 21 miles. Interestingly, the South, like, um, uh, Alabama, Missouri, uh, Tennessee and Kentucky are like, I'm sorry, that's yeah. Kentucky. Uh, two, two, six, two miles, six miles. Yeah. Six miles. And then Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York are eight miles. And then all of new England is 12 miles. Uh, and then the 
eastern seaboard, the mid-Atlantic, and down south is 23 miles. Um, that is interesting. 18 miles. I mean, so you're talking 25 miles by back roads or 25 minutes back roads uh, drive to where, you know, you're, you grew up. Um, that is, that is interesting. It's funny because like, or it's not funny, I guess, but the, there's a huge problem in Italy right now because Italian men uh, historically live with their mothers for much longer than like, you know, what we deem socially acceptable here in Connecticut. Like, you know, I moved out of my house at 21 and then back in and then back out at 25 and then back in and then back out, you know, thankfully for, for good this time, hopefully knock on wood. Um, yeah, there's nothing, I mean, Hey dude, there's nothing wrong with going home. I mean, no, whatever. Nope. If we're talking about stigmas, it's like, that's, you know, I, there's a stigma right there. It's like, there should be no shame in life, you know, in terms of anything. It's like, you know, all right, but go ahead. Continue. Um, no, just to speak to the point you just made, but no, you're fucking right. Like, dude, people judge people for things like that. And it's like, dude, you have no idea what it's like to walk in that person's shoes and have to go through what they've gone through to get to the point where you have to accept, you have to move back in with your parents. Like, you know, it's enough to deal with that on your own and then to have to deal with people's bullshit on top of it. Anyways. Um, but so, um, uh, Italian men have like, will live with their parents and or their mothers until they're well into their thirties and forties. And so like, it's, it's been, uh, attributed to that's why Italy's population growth has slowed so much is because these Italian men won't leave the house and like, it's causing them to not get married at a certain age. And, it's led to an entire country's worth of population decreasing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how like those cultural differences happen, but here in America, we just move 18 miles away and you know, that's good enough, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Hey, one thing, this is like a complete random side note, but hit me with it. Um, did I, did I say that last episode that I've been to now 30 States no, you like did not. Five months. So yeah, I've been to thirty states in uh, since June. Um, and I wanted to talk about how similar America is, like everywhere. Go, bro, go. No, I mean that. That's just it. It's like every single, every town is like, you know. It, besides you know a few places in terms of like that are just like really different landscapes but like i was driving down a road in florida the other day and i was like this could be you know new mexico it could be mm. jackson wyoming it could be montana it could be connecticut new york like so like so many things and then, then like you know just has me like thinking about like you know every town's got a nice little area every town's got a you know, a little shitty area. Every town's got a little main street. And it's just like, it's bizarre. Like, basically what I'm getting at is like this episode, we just talked about like all of these like different opinions and like political opinions and yep. all like, you know, just a sheer amount of people. But then to go look and truly see Every town is its own little town. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but then, you know, it's like, obviously you're driving around with like, you know, during, you know, this 
you know, call it like election season. And like, there's a lot of, you see all the, um, you know, yard signs out there and everything. And it's just like, you know, America is so, so, so like similar yet. Like we just are like, you know, like here I am going to say it again. Like we've said, like at a time where we're so far apart, you know what I mean? It's like, like it's almost like everyone needs to like, like just shrink back down into their town. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, just what if every town was, you know, just kind of like took care of themselves. Like how do all these towns and then like become part of this like huge thing. Whereas, you know, even though there's so many like similar, like similarities, like, you know, not every town needs the same sort of things, right. you know, not every town, you know, like to each their own. It's like, you know, when you're, you're going and doing like, you know, right. Like whatever, I guess like writing in these like laws, like these crazy huge laws that, you know, affect New York city or something, but it's like, why, why would that, you know, those same laws now be affecting like, you know, Manchester, Connecticut or, you know, whatever. It's just like, um, it's like, there's just, I guess there's just all these like little like microcosms, like all these little like ecosystems, like, but they're all also a part of this one giant one. You know what I mean? Am I, am I, am I making sense? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You totally are. Um, There's a lot of different points that just fly into my brain when you say that. It's just, it's just like you talk, and like obviously I'm not going to cut you off, and it's just point, 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 point. Um, But that is why it is almost more important to vote in local elections than it is in the presidential election. So at the end of the day, your fate as a you know, resident of wherever is going to be decided by your local politicians. But no, Ben, you bring up an interesting point. Like, you know, what are the great things about America in the fifties and sixties and even into the seventies was the sense of community, right? Oh, dude. Mm. Mm. Thank you for bringing this up because I just, just popped into my head. So, uh, David Letterman, after he left his show, started a Netflix show. Um, you know, my next guest, needs no introduction yeah yeah so i i had watched a couple of them over the years you know nothing crazy you know i think i watched one with jay-z and you know people that interested me um he did one so the new season came out and he did one with dave chappelle and i love dave chappelle i I think dave chappelle is the funniest motherfucker on the planet hands down bar none so he did one with dave chappelle and it was from dave's place in uh I think it's Yellow Springs, Ohio, I think is where he lives. And it's a tiny little community. And one of the things he talked about, and he's lived there since basically the Chappelle show, which was, you know, the early 2000 aughts. Um, He was like, you know, the great thing about this place is, you know, everybody knows me. They see me around town, but nobody like feels the need to like, you know, there's nothing weird about it. You know, like I'm part of the community here. 
I donate money here. We do this event every year where I get world-class musicians to come in and it's for the community. And then in turn, the community protects me. You know, they don't send people to my house. They don't like camp outside. Like, you know, they protect me and I'm part of the community and the community, the community is part of me. And like, we've gotten so far away from that as Americans or like that, like sense of like community and like being a part of a small town and helping out your neighbors and being friendly when you see people on the street, like, you know, we're slowly moving away from that. And that's a shame, man. And, you know, but what you said was great. And I don't like, like, I don't want to, to come off as being negative. So I'll turn it back around. And like, I think the point of what you said and what people should take away from it is that like, we're all way more similar than we think we are. And at the end of the day, we're all going through the same shit and we're all dealing with the same problems and the same stressors and the same anxieties and the same financial problems. Like we're all going through it the same way. Like we need to all stop thinking that we're better than each other and better than other people and just fucking like live as if we are all equals, you know? Yeah, man. No, no, no more needs to be said. That I is, mean, and I, that's, that's our time, man. That's our time. That's like 48 minutes on the dot. Yeah. Well, dude, another, another, uh, another great week. Uh, you know, it's next week will be interesting, dude. And now gotta... our, conver- our conversation next week will be very interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And hey, that kind we- of excites me. It's like, wow. Okay. This will be weird. There's going to be a lot you know, happening, man. Oh, and by the way, just for everybody that listened to last week's episode, I was 100% right about the stock market, and I fucking told you, and everybody should listen to me more often because I told you it was going to hit the shit this week, and it hit the shit this week. So, anyways. Um, hey, Aaron, let me just say something. We're just talking about, you know, not not viewing ourselves as better than other people. Well, so. in this, in this yeah. instance, I was right. <laughs> um, oh, well, and- hey, guess what? Um, yeah, Tesla is down as a motherfucker. Yeah, um, Tesla's love- getting slaughtered, bro. <laughs> Apple's getting slaughtered. Penn National Gaming's getting slaughtered. It is it is a genocide in the stock market right now. But hey, listen, it'll come back. But hey, um, guess what? Uh, Bitcoin, uh, 13500 yeah, last time yeah, I checked. Um, Let's go. Before we jet real quick, I got to say happy birthday to Sasha. Monday is Sasha's 10th birthday. Um I can't, I can't believe it's been 10 years, but I'll eulogize that uh, a little bit more next week. Uh, hey, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Um, as we've been saying the last couple of weeks, check out the Patreon page that's on. Uh, the link is in our in the bio on our Instagram, which is at Sunday Conversation. Um, Benny, great chat, buddy. These have been getting better and better. I love you. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, man, you too. Uh, be safe and uh, be well. Yeah.